Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy New Year! A couple of days late. Yay. Oof. It's a new year. New year, new me. New you? Feels like a just a stressed, <laughs> just this tired version of me. Yeah, today wasn't a super great day. No. It all started last night. Well, it started yesterday, I guess, because you had you had noticed that the furnace didn't come on. Yeah, I was like, oh, um, it's cold in here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. I don't know how I didn't notice. but And it wasn't like super cold, but it was, you know, no. 66 or something like that. Yeah, and the house is set at like 68. Yeah. I was like, oof, it's getting chilly. Um, But then like I went down and looked at the furnace and then like, I didn't even do anything. I opened it up and looked at it, and I was like, I don't know. And I just closed it back up, and then it worked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, sweet. Um, and then we went to bed, and we, I think we both got up around 5. Yeah. And I walked into the bathroom. Our bathroom's always normally warm, just the way that the air sits in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I walked in the bathroom. I was like, shit, it's like a refrigerator in here. Yeah, it was like 62, I think. And – uh so well, when I got up, it was in the 50s. It was like 58 or 59. And I was like, shit, it is cold in here. And thankfully, Bert has her own uh, heater. Mm-hmm. So it's like we knew her room was plenty warm. So I wasn't super concerned about her. And like, honestly, we both slept pretty yeah, good. I slept awesome. <laughs> I haven't slept like that and um, I don't know how long. But I was just worried about the house getting too much colder because, you know, you get in – and we were still a ways away, but you get into the point of like freezing pipes and, you know, other things breaking because it's too cold. Um, so I came downstairs and did the same thing I did the day before and it didn't work this time. Um, so it was like, well, we're going to have to call somebody. And when I got up, it was like five, five thirty, something like that. So I just put in a bunch of like, uh, like text requests or like email requests mm-hmm. And I was like, well, they'll call me when they call me. I know Sundays are more expensive for contractors. I know that repair bills get more expensive on the weekends. So it was like, you know, we have the little electric heater. It was working fine. Yeah. Um, and if we didn't have heat tomorrow or this whole week, I'm really the only person here during the day. So whatever. Um, and we did have somebody that came out. And, of course, you know – Homeownership is one of those things that, like, the the one biggest reason I always hear people talk about wanting to rent is because they don't want to have to take care of repairs in their house. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing that I think is the biggest advantage of renting. I wouldn't trade owning our house for anything. No. But. Because it doesn't happen that often. No. I, well, we talked about it earlier. I think there's been, like, three or four major expenses that we've had that were unexpected. Right. And I guess those are the, the shitty ones. Yeah. Which is what this is, right? Mm-hmm. Is it's an unexpected expense. Um, and you know, it, it's a valve and a switch and it's going to be 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the guy that came out and looked at it and he's a, he's a service guy, right? He's not a, he's not a salesman. He's not here to like upsell me on anything. He's coming to fix this stuff. And he's like looking at the age of our of our system and you know what's broken on it, and he's like, 
you know, I'm thinking that you might want to replace this stuff because it's getting to that age where it's just going to be breaking all the time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this, but you're supposed to, wee woo, wee woo, alert. (laughs) You're supposed to service your system every year. Yeah, your air conditioning too. So you're supposed to get your air conditioning serviced in the spring before it gets hot. Mm -hmm. And then your furnace serviced in the fall before it gets cold. Who knew? No idea. Not me. But they like take the whole thing apart and clean it and make sure all the electrodes are good and all the switches are working. And, you know, they're supposed to catch stuff like this before it happens in the dead of winter. And uh, (laughs) we've never done that. (laughs) So not only have we not maintained it properly – and it's now 14 years old. He's saying the life cycle is like 20 years mm-hmm. when it's maintained properly. Yeah. Oops. So, you know, it, it's now looking like a seven or $8,000 bill yeah. to replace everything. Well, then we found there's a hole. Oh, yeah. Not a hole. I mean, like, I could almost put my whole face in yeah. this thing. Yeah. So one of the issues we've had ever since we moved into our house is the second story is either – Scorching hot in the summer or ice cold in the winter. We've never figured out why. Uh, so we've always just used like a window air conditioner or a, a, the electric heater that's in Bert's room. Mm-hmm. And I'm explaining this to this guy and he's like, well, you know, let's let's look at the stuff that's broken and then I'll take a look at the ductwork and see if I can figure out maybe a damper's closed or something like that. And he looks around and he's like, there's no dampers on the system anywhere that I can see. And then he like po- pokes his head around like the immediate corner when you walk past the furnace, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, that might be part of the problem." And there's like a, it's probably like six by twelve hole, yeah, just gaping. And we've <laughs> lived here almost ten years and had no idea. And it was and like I've and you said it earlier, but every time I walked past the furnace, I'm like, "Yeah, it's a little warm," but like I never really thought anything yeah, of it. I was same. just like, "Yeah, furnaces are warm. Yeah, that this makes is sense." Fine. Um, so he's thinking that part of our problem is this giant hole isn't allowing pressure to build up in our system. So it's not getting air to the second story. Um, so we learned a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think every time something breaks in the house, we learn about like proper maintenance or Mm -hmm. ways to keep, keep up with things or things to look for when you're looking for another house. Um, and now, you know, it's. It's all good lessons. It's just not the lessons that you want to learn no. seven thousand dollars at a time. <laughs> no, so we're gonna put the band aid on it. Yeah, the four hundred dollar fix, and then get some other quotes. Yeah, you know, ju- it's just smart to get quotes on on work like that. Not because one company is necessarily trying to rip you off, but just maybe another company offers three years of service instead of two at mm-hmm. the same price, or they offer a fifteen year warranty instead of ten. It's all just making sure that you're getting the best, getting the best deal, yeah. getting the most value. So that was today. That was pretty stressful. Yeah. So pretty much from the time I woke up at like five thirty until, um, I think he left at like three. Yeah, three or four, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was here for a while. Yeah, he was here for super like, nice guy. Yeah, no, he he was awesome. But yeah, it was like, you know, like a solid. Like 10 hours of just like my neck being tense Mm -hmm. and like stressing out. And I think honestly, if it wasn't for Bert, I might not be as panicked about it because I think you and I are kind of like, all right, we'll put on some extra layers. Right. Yeah, we're fine. We'll figure it out. Um, I just don't want her to get cold. Um, Because our little hands get so cold. 
anyway because they're always yeah. in her mouth or yeah they're always damp <laughs> yeah oh she's so sweet so you know well and so like the other uh unexpected expenses that we've had and i remembered another one our refrigerator died oh the fucking freezer um well the freezer was a separate thing well kind of we've had we had the pump replaced in the in the fridge once and then yeah i do remember and it wasn't it wasn't like a thousands of dollar bill. I think it was a little under two hundred. Yeah. Um, and really, the fridge that we had at that point was probably a three hundred dollar fridge. Yeah, it was like probably cheap of the cheap. So you know, we probably could have just replaced the fridge rather than just replacing the the pump or whatever in it. But um, it it just went out. The freezer stopped freezing. The refrigerator stopped getting cold. We had stuff going bad all the time. We couldn't figure out why. Our ice cream is what tipped us off because yeah. we would always get those yeah. drumsticks. Yeah. And it's like. It wasn't frozen. It wasn't frozen. So the cone would look delicious and delightful per usual. Yeah. And then you'd bite into it and it was like. Mush. <laughs> like nasty, runny, melted ice cream inside. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? I just bought these. Yeah. Thinking like if something was wrong from the factory. No, it was our fucking freezer. Yeah. So that one caught us off guard. And then um, our basement was finished when we moved in. Um, and it wasn't like super high quality stuff or anything. It was like that really cheap. Berber uh, carpet. Yeah, like I, I equate it to like what you'd see in like a corporate office. Mm-hmm. It was like brown and super like scratchy. Yeah, it was not comfortable carpet. Uh-uh. And like it, what you'd find in the office, the yeah. plaster or the rubber running baseboard. Yeah, yep. Um, Those weren't cute. So it was like you know when, when, after we moved in, there was a couple points where we get some water in the, in the finished side of the basement, and it was like, well, that's weird. I don't know what that's coming from. Whatever. We'd clean it up and yeah, it just wasn't kinda, like a lot. Yeah, like but, it could be dried up with like a towel. Yeah, so we just like okay, something's weird. But it was it happened so infrequently that we were like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it must just be a fluke. Yeah, because it wasn't even like I don't remember it pouring or anything the first time. Like it rained, no big deal. And it's like, oh, the basement's a little wet. Yeah, and then I don't even remember how long ago this was, so I can't even pretend. Uh, but it was like. 2013 or 2014 probably and uh i came downstairs the one morning because uh our computers were in the basement and i was just like hell yeah let's play some video games and i walked over to my computer and i heard like squish 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 Mm. squish and i turned the light on in the basement and the whole half of the basement was soaked Mm -hmm. and not like just a little bit of water. I mean, it was like standing above the carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, oh shit, because we had a lot of, you know, computer equipment, laptops, uh, school stuff at yeah. that point. I mean, it was like, we had a ton of stuff down on that side of the basement. So we had to like scurry to get everything moved. And, uh, so we got everything moved and we had somebody come out to look at it. And then it was like, a little over $4,000 to have waterproofing mm-hmm. installed. And, you know, it's not like we just had $4,000 laying around ready for this waterproofing yeah. event. And it was like a whole thing. Like they had to cut up sections of the concrete along the side of our house and put in gravel and drainage and re-concrete it. Cut the walls. Cut the walls. They cut the walls up like 18 inches or yeah. something like that. It was a whole thing. And it, it – and I know why they had to cut up the walls, right? They have to go all the way to the outside wall 
Um, but then they cut into the walls and then there's mold because there's been water mm-hmm. getting behind the walls. So it was like, well, shit, now we've got to cut up even further on the wall to get rid of all the mold. And then we had to re-insulate and it was, it was a whole thing. And it turns out the people that did this house, like the guy was renting it. The woman who rented it, he spoke to her the day she moved in and never spoke to her since. Well, up until that point. So she trashed the place, ended up getting evicted, taken, took six months or so, blah, 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 whatever. So turns out he cut a ton of corners when he was remodeling this place. And I get it. It's real shitty of him. But like he's like, I wouldn't just want to offload this place. Fix it as cheap as possible. Sell it. Make a profit. Goodbye. So I'm one. He had to have known the basement flooded. Hundred percent. Because my first tip was that they used like outside, like commercial glue. grade glue yep. to glue down the carpet. Yeah, and we found stuff like that all over the house. Mm-hmm. Um, the carpeting that he used was super low grade. The fixtures that he used were super low grade. The linoleum, I don't even think was glued down. No, I mean it was just like. I get it. I know why he did it, right? Because he he bought the house as a rental. He fixed it up to rent it, rented it. It got destroyed. Yeah. All the money he put into it, he has to now put into it again. So, like, I understand why he did it. But at the same time, it's just frustrating because we've spent the 10 years we've lived here fixing Fixing all all of those things. Um, And and finding them a lot of the times by, like – those unexpected yeah, expenses. Those things that break and then we're and then we have an expert come in and they're like, Oh, this has just always been wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what they're telling us about the furnace, is that like just the way that everything's patched together and, and that hole in the side of it, like all of it was just wrong. And it's undersized and Yeah. So what a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's just one of those things that until you experience it, you're just not going to know that. Yeah. Like I couldn't look at a furnace and see um, – I think it says 3.5 on it, which is supposed to be uh, ton- tons of air that it can move, 3.5 tons. And that number goes up the bigger your house is. So the guy is recommending a five-ton unit for us, which is actually big enough for a 2,000-square-foot house, which is significantly larger than our house. All that said, it's just like I would never know that. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to look at the panel of this furnace and like, oh, this is undersized. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't have somebody coming in and going, hey, this is maybe a little undersized for what you need. And who knew you had to service it every year? Well, right. Um, I just thought you – you know, it works. And then it was – you you brought up, well, what about the hot water tank? Ugh. And then you looked that up and it was like, oh, yeah, the lifespan's like 10 years with regular maintenance. <laughs> and we were like, oh, well, it's been 14 years and we've never done anything to it. We haven't regulared anything. No. I mean, so. we keep up with the house, like cleaning and yeah, that kind of normal stuff. normal people things. But – I didn't know the furnace needed checked. I didn't know that the AC needed cleaned. I didn't know the hot water tank needs drained and what was the other thing, purged flushed or flushed? And stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it worked until one day it didn't, you know, so many years down the road and yeah, here we are, you know. And it, I mean, it's the same thing with the waterproofing. I We didn't have a sump pump in this house when we moved in, but I didn't know that that was like a, a thing that you should have. Because we're, we're on a hill. 
Yeah. Not even like the bottom. We're like we're in the middle, middle of, the of a hill. hill. Yeah. So I'm like, we're fine. We're not those ding-dongs at the bottom of the hill. And even when we had the home inspection done, the home inspector was like, you shouldn't really have to worry about water. Mm-hmm. You guys are high enough up on the hill, whatever. Not, not so. true. Not true. <laughs> so now every time we've looked at a house, no matter where, it could be on a mountaintop. Yep. Like, is there a sump pump here? Right. It could Any be, waterproofing it could be at basement? the top of Everest. Yeah. And we'd be like, uh, where's the sump pump at, guys? Yeah. What's the, what's the flooding situation here? <laughs> so it, it's been, you know, it's home ownership. And, and all that said, we've had four big events in 10 years. Yeah, which isn't So bad. every two or three years, we have something big that comes up. And we've tried to be proactive on a lot of stuff too, um, with just the remodeling and stuff that we've done to the house. But man, just one way to start out twenty twenty one. I'm still hopeful, and maybe because it's I'm not that new year new me. Like I'm still I'm still me. I just want to be better. I felt like I did a good job last year because I made a couple years ago. I don't remember when. What's time anymore? <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> like I wanted to be more introspective. And I feel like I've done that. I feel mm-hmm. like I've been really good, especially thinking about how my actions affect other people. Mm-hmm. And like kind of like being more cognizant of that. But I don't know. I just want to be better. I'm hopeful. New year, new world, you know? Hopefully. Yeah. I, it's not that I'm not hopeful. <laughs> Today and, was and, a little poo-poo-y. Yeah. I mean, it was it was not great. Um, but, I mean, I'm still just as excited for this year. And I've never been the person that's like, New Year's hits, and that means I've got to make big changes. No. Because we're always like, why not just make it now? And I'm, I'm all about using whatever motivation anybody needs to – do more or better or whatever in their lives. If that's the rolling of a calendar, cool. Yeah, fine. I've just never eh. I, New Year's resolutions. I feel like are just meant to be broken. I think people set them as like uh, it's a good intention, but mm-hmm. I bet I don't know what, what the real stats are, but I bet the stats are like ninety plus percent of New Year's resolutions aren't kept. Oh, probably easy. It's probably in the first two months. First month even, I bet they drop off significantly. Well, I remember like gym memberships always oh, go up. Uh-huh. And back when we had our gym membership, it was like January to like just before Valentine's Day mm-hmm. would be crazy. And then they would drop like flies. And then Valentine's Day would hit and it was like. I get hot for that boo. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Valentine. Yeah, your Valentine's. Because I try not to think of it as like a resol- New Year's resolution. Mm. It's my like goals for. I think goals 21. is a way better way of looking at it because goals are something that's. You can measure and yeah. work towards where like a resolution always felt like I'm going to eat clean. It's a good look. But it's like, what does that uh-huh. mean? Yeah. Like what, what is clean or I'm going to, I'm going to exercise when, how often, what, what kind of exercise mm-hmm. it's not specific enough. And you know, my, my corporate manager brain goes to like uh, smart goals, which are uh, specific measurable uh, realistic. Oh no, re- we're on well, A. Yeah, I can't remember what the A is. I think realistic, accurate, accurate, Maybe. articulate. I don't know. I could Google it really quickly, and I'm sure I could figure it out. And then timely is the T. Um, and then there's smart er goals where oh. they add an E and an R because it's like 
efficient. Value, evaluate, repeat. Or something. I don't know. Anyways, I'm just gonna keep throwing <laughs> <laughs> words that start with a letter. It isn't like, necessarily the letter that we're on. Octagonal, which isn't a like octagonal with an A. Octagonal. <laughs> octagonal. Um, but yeah, goals I feel like are just such an easier way to attainable attainable specific measurable attainable relevant time-based um yeah so but that's how we're supposed to measure stuff for work right that's how a business measures success Mm -hmm. and so it's like you can apply those same types of things to yourself and and you don't need a manager or supervisor or somebody to check in on those things for you you know you could use a journal or an app or something like that to Write them down and then just check in weekly or monthly or whatever to see where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got like a little, um, you know, like those uh, charity charts that are like a thermometer. Oh, yeah. And you like fill it up. I thought about doing those for our mileage goals because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it's just me. I feel like resolutions are so black and white. Like I'm going to – my New Year's resolution is to work out more. And then like say you take a week off. Because you get hurt or you're burnout or whatever, then you're like, oh fuck! Well, there goes that, and then yeah. you're just done. Or you just you're like, I suck, mm-hmm. and like, then you get down on yourself. I'm about it. sore. I'm tired. I don't want to. Yeah, girl, same. But then I feel like it's over, and then you've lost. But at least if it's a goal, like it ebbs and flows. It's up and down. It's more of a gray area, and I like that. There's, it it feels more smart. It feels more tangible. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I I have done the thing in the past where I'm like, I'm going to run. Oh. Right? Or I'm going like, – because the one year, it's like I wanted to do the half marathon. Mm-hmm. And then I busted my ass and got shin splints so bad they actually yeah. turned into fractures. And I couldn't barely walk because I wasn't working smart. Mm-hmm. Not to – Make the same joke, <laughs> right. but I I wasn't stretching. I wasn't rolling. You just I try w- to go out full bang. Yeah, I was like, I can go run three miles yeah. in under thirty minutes, and then I would just like hammer myself, and then I'd get home, and I'm like, all right, sweet, and then I would just like go about, go about my day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it. I agree. I think New Year's has been more of an introspective thing for me, and like the goals that I'm setting now feel more like I'm not even looking at my goals for how they're going to affect me this week or this month. I'm like setting goals for this year or the next three years, the next five years or whatever. I'm looking bigger picture than I used to. Like it used to be like, if I can get through this week. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, and we've talked about some goals that we were setting for this year. Uh Um, as in, Maybe not everybody does this, but I think you and I try to set goals together mm-hmm. because then we have a teammate. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, you're more accountable that way. Yeah. And, like, if you tell someone or write it down or put it out into the universe, I feel like you're more likely to keep it. Or, or at least push for it. Yeah. So even if you don't necessarily hit the goal, that person will at least see that you're working towards it. Because mm-hmm. some of ours – because we got the Echelon bike – Still in our living room. It is. Well, I feel like we've used it a lot. I mean, almost every every other. Well, we, every we day got almost. It at the beginning of December, and I feel like we use it 
at a minimum like four to five times a week. Yeah. We and haven't we, necessarily been every day, but we've been pretty consistent. Yeah, normally one or two days off. Yeah. So we said bike 2,500 miles for the whole year. Which sounds crazy. 2,500 sounds like a wild number. But then when you break it down to like just in the last week, both of us have done over 30. I think I was at 35 and you were at 37 or something like that. Something like that. Because it breaks down to 6.85 miles every day. But it's like if you do a 30-minute class, you could do 10 miles. Oh, you can do – I mean 30, a 30-minute 30 class, if you average like 18 miles an hour, yeah, you, you'll hit 9, 10 miles. Yeah. So then it's like you're already over that. So if you do a little less one day, it's no big deal. It's so like – and. Hopefully this year I would like to get our real bikes out. Yeah, we should ride our bikes. Because we, we can need always, to get them serviced. We, we need to <laughs> take them maintenance on your bicycles. We need to take them and have them looked at because we had good intentions. Yeah, we, we really did. We bought bicycles um, to ride, like ride on the trails yeah, several years ago. And you know they're mountain bikes. They're not like road bikes or anything serious. Um, and I've always liked biking more than you. I hated biking <laughs> because my butt would hurt so badly. You got a big cloud seat on your I did. Bike. I got a big old lady gel seat. It didn't help because then my legs would start to fall asleep because the seat was so big, big and it would like cut off my circulation. Fun fact, bicycle saddles are designed very specifically to not cut off circulation. Yeah, well then they hurt my butt. I felt like my tailbone was bruised for like two my weeks. My tailbone still hurts and we've been riding a bike for a month. <laughs> Definitely calloused up quite a bit. So that's nice. But it's like I'm hoping that riding the bike, obviously riding the bike inside, even changing resistance is still different than outside. 100%. Oh, yeah. So, but I feel like – because I feel like my problem was my butt. My butt would hurt so bad because I'm hoping my dream of dreams – and maybe it's not this year mm-hmm. – is that like we get the little cart or like the little baby seat on the back yeah. and then we can ride to Cherry Street Creamery – and get ice cream. Yeah. And then ride back. Because she'll be older. Yeah. Like it, a it, year. It would probably be next. I mean, for her to get anything, it would probably be next year. Yeah. But at least I don't know, like, if she could tolerate. I mean, we'd have to work up to that for her to chill in the seat for that long. But yeah. that would be fun. So bike 2,500 miles. I said run 250. So 10 times less than we're biking. <laughs> Because 2016, obviously that was the year my brother died and running was like my coping mechanism. Like you and I talked it through and stuff, but like running is like where running was my therapy that year. And I ran six or seven half marathons. I was doing it re- at least a race every weekend. We Yeah. Well, I was going to say we did races during the summer. Yeah. Almost every weekend, if not every weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was doing like the 5K and you would do the 10 or the half. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did – our wardrobe consisted of almost only yeah. race shirts. All of my T-shirts and long sleeves were race shirts. And my sweatshirts then too. I yeah. still have – wear some of those race shirts because they're so comfortable. I, I will say, you know, because there's a lot of people that run the races just – for the swag. Yeah, that was me too. <laughs> um, and some of those shirts are 
top notch. Especially nice. when it's like a $25 or $30 entry fee. Yeah. If you think of it as just paying that money for the shirt, worth it. Yeah, and you get a medal <laughs> oftentimes. Yeah, I mean, so we now, we now have a giant yeah. basket full of medals and bibs that we don't know what to do with. So if you know what to do with these old race shirt medals, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Force Family Fun Time. Oh yeah, you updated our Instagram account. So then you can actually come and follow it and comment. Cause I'll probably post a picture for today. Anyway though. But yeah, I used to love running. Long runs, although it was hard to go out there. Once I did the long run, like you know, you run out five miles on the trail, you're like, I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. This is great. Or you'd run in the winter and your eyelashes would freeze. That was one of my favorite things because it was so fucking cool. Man, though, after that year, I just couldn't run anymore. Yeah, you you definitely lost, like, that love for it. I felt like, and maybe a lot of it was the grief after after Ben passed that was really driving you of, like, essentially running from your feelings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, And then you, like, kind of dealt with it and, like, worked through it. Mm -hmm. And then you got to the other end of it and you're like... I don't need to run anymore. Like, that was nice. Thanks. <laughs> because that following year after it must have been 2017 was the year that I was like, I'm going to do a half because uh-huh. I had never done one and we were going to do it together. Yeah. And then I got hurt like fairly quickly. And then it was like, there's no fucking way <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I've always hated running. I've hated running since I did lacrosse in high school and we ran all the time then. I just, I, I don't have... It were the opposite, right? I loved biking because I grew up biking all the time with my mm-hmm. dad, and I hated running. And you grew up running all the time for softball, mm-hmm. and you know, so it's like I just I've always disliked it. Yeah, I would still like to th- do a half. A piece of my heart would still love to do a full, because I think it would be fun to do it with Bert. Uh-huh. Like I'd like to get a jogging stroller and like run with her. That's taking it to a whole different level, though. Now you're adding, like, the resistance of pushing somebody. Well, like, I'm not going to be fast. Because before, I always wanted to, like, place. But I never wanted to, like, do the speed drills. And then how do you do, like, a baby with, like... Because you did your your half was two hours? 2.15, yeah. So, like, just times two, four and a half for a full... How do you baby in between that four and a half hour marathon? How does that work? <laughs> you stop, feed them, or give them like snacks along the way. Yeah. I'm just thinking about like, like hey, here's some Cheerios. I'm just, I'm just picturing her at like mile 17, just like <laughs> pooping her brains out and she has a blowout. I'm like, ah. Yeah. You definitely don't run with a baby for time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I could. I guess it's more about completing the race yeah. than it is about. Yeah, when it's like spending that time with her and like maybe she'd really enjoy it. Like all the people, well, COVID depending, obviously. Right, right, right Like right. all the people, all the signs, the cheering. Yeah, and I I'm, I don't know, but I think most of the races got canceled this year, right? Like they didn't hold any of the races this For year. For 2020? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they all got canceled. This year. I, or yeah, like they I were like virtual. Year. I know Akron, which is like a huge race. People come from all over the country and other you know, other countries, it, they did like a virtual run 26 miles wherever you are. And then like, once you show the, are there companies that do that where it's like, you can get like novelty. Oh yeah. Medals uh-huh. and stuff. Like you can run like, 
I don't know what they're called. Like they're like basically your race, your pace. Yeah. Things where it's like if you run a 5K or like National Running Day, if you run, you know, at all, I think you might get a bib and a medal and maybe a shirt. So I, I like to think I'll start running again. I talk about it all the time. You do. I'm like running. I feel like I could do that. But then I think about it. And I'm like, but going outside sucks. I think the hardest part and correct me if I'm wrong because you did it and I didn't, but was when you were really training for your half, you would do shorter runs during the week and then you mm-hmm. do a long run on the weekend. Yeah. And when you're getting towards the end, you're doing two plus hour long runs. Yeah. Because you're almost at your full race length. Because mm-hmm. I would follow a plan loosely. So it wanted you to like, it was like three, it was like four days a week. You would run three days during the week, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. or something like that. That would be like three, three, three miles, like three, four, or three. Or like you do different drills during the week and then the long run Saturday or Sunday. But then it's like towards the end, they want you to run, you know, six, seven, eight miles midweek. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not fast. I don't have time for that. Yeah. So I would keep it at like three or four. Yeah. Because I was always like 10 minute miles. That's fast. 10 minute miles. That's fast. I mean, for somebody that isn't like a a track star or somebody that does yeah. cross country, that's a fast like an average mile. person. Like that was pretty okay. I mean, my miles, I think we're in like the 11s. <laughs> like in the in the heat of it and the thick of it, it was like 10 minute miles. And then I would always try to have my races like nine or nine and a half. Mm-hmm. But it's like, shit. Just getting outside is where I struggle the most. Yeah. Well, I just remember like Saturdays, you would leave, you know, like seven mm-hmm. and then you wouldn't be back until like 10 or 1030. Um. Because you you know you'd go out and then you'd stop halfway, stretch, yeah. eat something, get a drink, whatever, you know, come back. It was just it was a whole process. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah, and it wasn't even like you were doing it necessarily to be competitive. It was just you wanted to have a good for yeah. yourself. You wanted to have a good time. I wanted to finish and not die. Yeah, <laughs> you did. You did a couple of races though where you won your age, age group. Mm-hmm. I remember we did one in the middle of Amish country. Uh-huh. God, those Amish people can run. And what was wild was they ran in their whole Amish yeah. getup. Their jeans, their coveralls, their, their dresses. Their denim dresses. Man, those people fucking killed. They were, yeah, they boogied down. They were fucking yeah. moving. They were quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. I did. I won first in my age group. Uh, I think it was a 10K. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice... I did, a, I did the 5K, and I think you finished before I did. You started after, yeah. though. The 5K did start after. Yeah, that, I mean, that was really fun to run races together. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I, you had to I, wait for me, but... I always love those races. And, like, we did a lot of fun runs, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you do the color run or, like, the pumpkin run where you, like, yeah. carry a pumpkin. Get an extra medal. I We always did it for, like, whatever the goodies were. Yeah. We were really hyped on the T-shirts and the medals. Mm-hmm. We, I actually built a display case, a display case, a display rack in our basement yeah. to put everything on when we were really in it. And then it was like we kind of stopped doing it. And then it was just like, well, I don't know what to do with all this yeah. stuff. Like it our just PRs felt, and stuff. It just felt like 
disingenuous. Yeah, like, oh, we're not runners anymore. Take that down. Yeah. Yeah. So those are at least our biking and running goals. I also put on here, read 10 books. Which you're, you've already started two. <laughs> yeah. <I have laughs> a Harry Potter book and then one of my other books. I bought her the Harry Potter series for Christmas. Yeah. I would like to read more also. Um, I haven't. I haven't written any goals down. We've talked about goals, but mm-hmm. I haven't written anything down. Um, again, it's a time thing. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about it all the time, but it's like between getting up in the morning, getting Bert ready for school, getting her to school, getting ourselves to work or me here working, yeah. going and getting her, taking care of her in the evening, doing dinner, putting her to bed, boom, it's 7 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got to figure out time to work out, time to read, time to get anything done around the house. It's just like – and, you know, we're old people. We're in bed by 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah, I like to be. As much as possible. I mean there are nights that I'm up later than that, but um, there's not a ton of time to decompress. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people like reading is their time to decompress or exercise is their time to decompress. But my decompressing is sitting on the couch watching – Reality competition yep. shows. <laughs> That's my like favorite the only thing to time do. that we have together to just like chill. Slug. Yeah. Because it really, the only time that I've found that I can read is like on the weekends when she naps. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Because, like you said, there's other shit like that we need to do clean up of bottles, figure out lunch and dinner, and for Laundry, us, clean the house. Yeah. Or like I go to maintain the furnace. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> go clean out the air conditioner with some Dawn soap. Yeah, fucking wild. Or like go to bed at like nine thirty, read a chapter, or fall asleep reading like I did the other night. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's hard. Yeah, yeah, ten books seems like a lot, but if I've already started two, I mean, really, it's like a book a month. Yeah, a little bit less than a book a month. Mm-hmm. And when I go to the office. Like, I read on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Like, I go out in my car. I eat while I work, so then I have that full hour. But that may change with they get the fitness center open. And then maybe I'll boogie with a mask on in the fitness center. Yeah. I mean, there for a while, we were getting up at, like, 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, and working out in the morning. And maybe that's what we need to get back to doing. <laughs> so hard to get up. How? We, we were so good at it for a long we really time. Were. Um, and then our neighbors yelled at us for being too loud. Yeah, fuck you. Um, Sounds like you're beating a kid over there. Listen, Nabe, you knew we didn't have any children. At that point. At that point. <laughs> so it's like, who are we fighting? We're not fighting any babies over and, here. And yeah, I mean, it kind of is what it is, but um, it's just there are not enough hours in the mm-hmm. day to do all the things that we want to do. Um yeah, but I, w- I I would like to read more. I I just have to make myself yeah, make the time make the know, time to work out thirty to, thirty minutes at night or something yeah, before bed to read the book. Down. But sometimes then that sucks because if it's a super good book, like I remember when I read, um, what's it, The Woman in the Window yeah. by A.J. Finn Flynn. I think Finn. A.J. Finn, read it, you guys. Like well, apparently, there's supposed to be a movie. That's what I heard, but maybe like COVID delayed it. 
I would watch it, but the book was so good, I thought. Yeah. Like, I would read it and get sucked in, and then all of a sudden, it's like 12, 30, 1 o'clock, and I'm like... The best part of that book was the way it was written. Yeah, it was so good. It was just like... The the chapters were breakups of, like, the day mm-hmm. for the characters. So, like, each chapter was how the day broke out. And some days were more detailed. And some days were like, I woke up, I drank a bottle of wine, I went to bed. Yeah. Um, so it was just, like, a great dive where you would just, like, get in, get hooked. Yeah. And then you'd be... 17 chapters later, and you're like, oh, shit, how'd uh-huh. I get here? Because some of the chapters were super short, like you said. So, like, that helped make it feel like you were progressing. Yeah. Not like each chapter was, like, 100 pages long. It was really You really good. liked your Kindle for a while. Yeah. Maybe, I read a lot of kin- books. Maybe you need to get back into your Kindle. Yeah. Last year, I did read a lot of books. Because I did like it. But I also like a, a phys- physical book. Because then you can see, like, oh, I read this much today. And then you're like, damn, I read a chunk. Yeah. Because, so, like, I bought two more books on Amazon. I bought David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, and then that book that you had in there, Extreme Ownership? Oh. Question mark? Yeah. I bought those. Because I've read... You haven't read Extreme Ownership, right? No. Oh. But I've... Because we've both read Can't Hurt Me. Well, I listened to it. Yeah. You listened to it. I read it on an ebook. And the, I was, and that made me be like, I can fucking run. I can go run a marathon I, I right now. I can run through brick walls. Yeah. It just hypes you up. Because he's just the so... The audiobook was great because it was like a podcast. Mm-hmm. So it was like they would they would read the chapter to you and then they would have like an, a, an intermission where David and the, the co-author, whose name I do not remember, would talk about that previous chapter and David would give more like insight mm-hmm. to it. Man, it was so good. He's just a different level of human being. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, his, he's the baddest man on the planet. His, I mean, his his catchphrase is the uncommon amongst the uncommon, uh-huh. and that is that motherfucker to the extreme. Yeah, <laughs> like you wake up, you take souls. Yeah, you just fucking wreck yeah. everyone else. And then extreme ownership is my favorite personal leadership book because it's it's leadership through through yourself as an individual no matter what level you're at, right? So it's it's about owning everything going on in your life, whether it's at home, at work, in a hobby, whatever. It's it's controlling what you have control over and you know, pulling in your team, whether that's your spouse or your kids or whoever and just owning it. You don't you're not relying on anybody else. Um and and as a leader, that sets an example, right? If if and it's all told through two badass seals, right? They're they're guys that um eat, sleep, and breathe leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, they and again, I, I've I've read that book and I listened to it on audiobook. And again, I think the audiobooks are just great because you get so much of that inflection and emotion in the words um so and it's a book and you can do it while you do other things yeah audiobooks i loved audiobooks especially on a commute not that my commute is over that long but like when i would travel a lot for work you know the one the one trip is like six hours put on an audiobook or put on some podcasts and 
I that gets me through a drive faster than music ever mm-hmm. does. Because I struggle with their voices. If I don't like the way you sound, I can't listen to the book. So I struggle with audiobooks. Yeah, I would like to read more. Because I like to ho- – I hope, Jesus, I hope, that COVID goes away <laughs> at some point ever. Because I'd like to go on a date with you. That would be nice. I'd like to go on a vacation with you. Yeah. We haven't we – haven't, we've had – moments together yeah but we haven't really had i mean especially since bert's been born we haven't had um an extended period of time away to not be parents again for just a little bit or you know to just really fall back into each other for a little bit because everything we do at this point is with each other but with the side of Okay, but we have to parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she's a pretty easy baby, but it's like, what's she doing? It's still us, but like, God, look how cute she is. Yeah. Like, you well, know. and you know, it's like we get 30 minutes to an hour of when she's napping uh-huh. to scramble to get other things done. So it's not like we even spend that kind of time no. with each other. And then, like, when she goes to bed and like we know she's settled, it's like, okay, let's sit on the couch. Drink some hot chocolate if we have it. <laughs> we had some tea tonight. We did. Try and wind down. Uh-huh. And one of my goals also this year, I mean, I would love to go on vacation, but brew the perfect cup of coffee. Yeah. We kind of went down a coffee rabbit hole. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but it did. It was um, – so I got sucked into watching uh, Architectural Digest episodes on YouTube and uh, they're fun, but really it just turns into rich people showing their stuff off. Mm-hmm. I was watching it with the hopes of like, oh, this is a cool building or I like the design of this room. And really it just turned into like I have this really expensive piece of art over yeah. here. My designer. Yeah. I yeah. don't know any names. I think just about every time – well, it was like my designer Jacob came in. And yeah. Helped me to lay this out, and and it's like your designer Jacob came in, bought all the stuff with your credit card, yeah. and then put it in the room. We found this at an LA thrift store, <laughs> and it's just a perfect yeah. piece. Those are my favorite when it's like, oh, we thrifted this, and it's like you thrifted it for three thousand dollars. Like not thrifting. No, thrifting is what we did over the weekend. Yeah, we bought two new chairs for sixty bucks. They're like wing back old school chairs. Yeah. They're like. I think at one point they were orange, like a yeah, nice, like a peach, a Tuscan sunset orange. Yeah, and now they're like very. They're almost pink. <laughs> yeah, sun bleached. So we're gonna clean them up. We thought about finding covers for them for our podcast set. Yeah. So that's another one too. So. But yeah. So, anyways, we, I was watching those episodes on YouTube, and I want to say it might have been Babish's episode. He was talking about coffee. And the Chemex and pour over coffee. And then that auto played into an episode where he was brewing coffee like three or four different ways with a brewmaster. And I was just like, what is this? Because we've used a Keurig for like 10 years. And uh, so we just went and bought an electric kettle and a Chemex. and. We different bought, coffee? I think oh, my God. Fuckloads of coffee. Between me and you, I think we bought like 10 different types of coffee. Because uh-huh. I bought a flavor pack or five, a sample pack of five, five yeah. from and 
bones. The, the ones that I bought were three more. Yeah. And then we bought another one at the store. Uh-huh. A whole because I thought our grinder was coming today, but it's not coming till next week. So we have so many coffee. So, Mine were all flavored. So were the ones that I got. Oh, were they? Yeah. They're the ones that I bought were a band made a special box of coffees that are branded after songs that they've written. Um, so each of them are different flavors based off of the songs. So we're going to, we're going to try and brew coffee. (laughs) We're going to be fucking hyped on caffeine. We've been drinking a lot of coffee lately, like two cups. We've drank so much coffee that I bought decaf for that second or third cup. Yeah. For the longest time, both of us were one cup a day specifically. One in the morning. And that was it. And it's gotten colder. And then I think being home yeah, more too, like sure. we always have a water bottle with us. And then there's just times you just want something other than water. Mm-hmm. And so we've turned to coffee as that other thing. Cause I don't even need the caffeine. No, it's just something, something warm and cozy. Yeah. It's just coffee. So yeah, brewing the perfect cup of coffee. That's a good goal. I like that. Cause like, you know, it's always to taste how much, how much grinds you put in, how long you let it sit, or blah, 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 whatever. There's, if you guys want to go down a rabbit hole, just go look up how to brew pour over coffee or French press or AeroPress yeah. or Chemex or whatever. There's a whole process. There's math and science that go into it. And like it can it's taste like oily, it can taste, or it can, French presses are oily. Yeah. AeroPresses are something else. Drip coffee is something else. And don't. Get paper filters because it removes the essential oils from the coffee, yeah. as someone said on the internet. Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Some review. So we're going to try it every which way and see how it goes. We're going to – I I don't – I'm hoping not, but I feel like we're going to try it and then we're going to be super let down. And this doesn't taste any different this than the Keurig. just like our Keurig Folgers coffee. <laughs> and, but what if it's so good and then we can never go back to the – Yeah, it'll be like micro brews. Yeah. Right? It'll be like, well, I can't drink Bud Light because that tastes fucking awful. But I guess we still always go back to like the summer shandies. Yeah, but those are still like smaller yeah, breweries. I guess that's true. It's, it's not, not like a, a natty. Yeah, it's not Anheuser-Busch or that's Coors or something like that. We're going to be so elite. Because that's why I was like, ooh, I hope COVID's gone so we can have people over for Thanksgiving. So we can make them coffee. So we can go, ooh, <laughs> yes, turkey's delicious. Would you like some dessert and perhaps a coffee? In our and then, Chemex. And then bring it out in the Chemex. Like it's it does like look a, so nice. It's like a coffee decanter. Yeah, it's like a it's like a vase for your coffee. Exactly. Coffee and then vase. if we don't use it for coffee, we'll just put some flowers in it. Good idea. I like it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. What else did you have on your goals? Um, so you want to take a vacation. You want to brew the perfect cup of coffee. Pay off my car. Okay. Yep. We're getting close. Keep money in savings. So when you say keep money in savings, is that like an emergency fund or is that saving towards something else? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> just both. Like just to have like a good healthy chunk of money, especially once paying my car off. Then it's like have – I'd like to have $10,000 in my savings. Whoa. If I can just throw that out there to the universe to hope it be true. Because it's like 
you know, just in case anything were to happen, if there's an unexpected, yeah, if you, you have to, to spend, replace a furnace. If you need per to se. spend eight thousand of those dollars on a furnace and right, air conditioner, exactly. Like so, things like that happen. Home ownership, hooray! You know, and then anything above and beyond that, if I can get that high, it can go extra into my student loan to pay that down faster. Yeah. You know, savings, pay shit off, meal plan more consistently. Because it's hard. So when – do you want to meal plan like – you used to meal prep yeah. like on Sundays or is it just like here's the menu we're sticking to it, meal planning? Probably that. Okay. But fuck. It's just so hard. I feel like meal prepping on the weekend will also come into play just because like when I go to the office and come home, like I don't get home till 5 and anymore. Like today we got her ready for bed at 6. So then it's like I have an hour before she goes to bed. Right. And I mean I can put her to bed and spend that time with her then, but it just seems like a lot to be away all day, come home, and she can sit in the kitchen with me. Like she doesn't seem to mind that, but she just wants to be around anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like maybe that would be okay. I don't know. And then just, you know, chill. Chill? What do you got? You got anything else? I think the only other thing that I have in my mind as a goal is I want to start to figure out other ways of making income. Yeah. Um, so whether it's like a side hustle. So like the reason that we started this whole thrifting thing other than the podcasting setup was we watched some um, side hustle videos and one of the big things was like furniture flipping. Mm-hmm. So we went to three or four Goodwills. Three, three. at least, yeah. Um, and scouring Facebook marketplace and we haven't found anything yet, but you know, we're a different market than a lot of these other people. You know, when you live in LA or Miami or whatever, it it might be easier to find that stuff. Um, so the other thing we've talked about too, because we've been looking for a house for a while is maybe instead of, um, buying a house for ourselves that we would buy rental properties, Mm -hmm. Um, and start to uh, kind of build up uh, kind of a side real estate passive income kind of thing um, by just owning real estate and building equity in real estate. And that's all also big and scary and unknown. And, you know, the the same way that we just had this giant unexpected expense for our house, uh, for our furnace and air conditioner, that can happen at a rental property. Mm-hmm. And then – because you're the landlord, you're responsible for yep, that. You have to fix it. So, you know, it's big and scary and can take a lot of time and effort, but also can uh, generate a lot of additional wealth uh, once you've – I mean, ultimately, once you pay down whatever the asset is. But I would love to get into a rental property before the end of the year. If not, I mean, I, I more than anything, I would love to get us into a house that we really yeah. are in love with. But I think just we've talked about for a long time, like what our long term goals are. And, you know, we're 30, we'll be 31 this year. We still have plenty of years ahead of us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it'd be pretty sweet to retire at 55. Yeah, anything 50, that's not 60. Um, you know, and if we can figure out ways of making other passive income, uh, 
and I I don't know what those things are yet. Uh, one of the things we've talked about with the podcast is starting a YouTube channel, yeah. posting clips from the podcast, doing video for the podcast. Uh, you know, just kind of growing the podcast as a potential side hustle. Like I don't know if we'll ever have a big audience or or make any money off of this thing. I just enjoy having conversations yeah, with you. This is like a, this is our date. <laughs> yeah, kind and of. We get to we light get a to, candle and drink some tea and uh-huh. talk. We just bring people along for the ride. Um, so welcome to our date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, it's just uh, my brain is constantly churning about like setting us up for the future and making sure that, or it would be nice if we could make sure that Bert doesn't have. I don't know, crippling student loan debt or, uh, you know, maybe set her up with her first car or Mm -hmm. maybe she could have one of the rentals or, you know, she could live in one of the apartments or something like just trying to make sure that we're set up as a, as a unit and that we're good to go. And Mm -hmm. ultimately being able to make enough income to quit our jobs at a younger age and then maybe travel or, you know, do fun stuff, just do, fun do things. just do more. Um, and you know, I, I, I've always said that I wanted to, to do some type of entertainment. I've loved radio since I was a young kid. I always thought radio was like the coolest form of entertainment. Like it always, it was amazing to me that like war of the worlds, like when that was broadcast on the radio there was people that were killing themselves because they they thought that aliens had invaded the country wild um they had to like put out a psa like hey it was just a drama like it was just entertainment um and like somebody like howard stern who took his radio show and turned it into a goddamn empire Mm -hmm. um and you know there's just there's podcast hosts that i look up to and all of those people it's it's a side thing for them. I mean, Joe Rogan started his podcast as like a goof with his friends and then he made a hundred million dollars from Spotify. Um, not to mention all the money he makes from sponsors and everybody Mm -hmm. else. Like that was just the paycheck. So he'd move everything to Spotify. Um, so, you know, it, it's not, the goal isn't to make money necessarily. Like, it's not like I'm only doing this so that we can make money, but it's fun. It'd be pretty sick if we could figure out a way to make some extra side income and, you know, pay off our debt a little faster and spend um, more time doing this. Spend more time doing this. I would love to, you know, like we did it. We had a Twitch stream that we were really heavy into for a while. Um, I think I streamed two years, maybe two and a half years. And I did it pretty consistently, especially at the beginning. I streamed five to seven days a week for like four to five hours a day. Um, and it didn't get very big until I stopped doing that. (laughs) And you know, I, I put more effort in less days. Um, and I had more fun with it that way. And I think the people in the stream had more fun, but I would love to do something like that again. Again, it's all just time. When do I have time to work out? When do I have time to read more? When do I have time to spend with you? Let's add a couple more things in there. A couple hours a day. It's fine. Yeah. You know, editing a podcast and then editing clips and editing Uh videos and like it's all. Because now it's easy. We talk. You upload it. And out 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 it goes. Yep. Yeah. I'll have to learn how to do some more stuff. But yeah, I think those are my goals. It's just getting us set up for the financial future that I hope for. Mm -hmm. Um 
grow the podcast, grow ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I I think, I mean, I know 2020 wasn't a great year for a lot of people. 2020 was like, it was pretty great. I mean, we got to spend a lot of time with Bert and a lot of time together. Yeah. And you're my favorite person. So I'm glad that we got to do that. I know we do. I love you. Um, I love you. And it was like, you know, we both turned 30 and like, yeah, we didn't get to celebrate and we didn't get to have a baby shower, but we had our daughter. We got to watch her do so many crazy things. Oh my God. Today was wild. She was starting to crawl yeah, and she, she was like a, a sitting up forward. on her own. <laughs> She's just a monster baby. And, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like it was like an overwhelmingly financial successful year or um you know, there was a lot of challenges just like any other year, but it, there was a lot of highlights for me, yeah. I think. Of course, it sucked to not have the holidays like they normally are or our birthdays or anniversaries or any of that stuff. But it's like we still figured out our way through it. And I'm just hoping 2021 is uh, the next level up. I think. Can't go on, can't go down any further, you know? Fair. True. Well, there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. I'm hopeful it's going to be a good year. We're going to kill it. Kill it, the game. Whoa. Got yeah, real I was punching. Oh, no. If we were filming in yep. our podcast set. You would see that. You'd see that in our awesome orange chairs. <laughs> Maybe orange. I don't Maybe know what. Orange. Maybe they'll be a different color by the way. I'm thinking they'll probably be a different color. Yeah. In my mind's eye of what I picture uh-huh. our set looking like, they're not orange. We'll, we'll have to figure it out. We can workshop it. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do a behind the scene studio design yeah. video. A before and after and shit. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a start to a year. It hasn't been a bad start. I won't say it's been bad. Today was I'm, just googie. I'm not going to frame it as bad. It's just like we, we learned how much today. Like it was, yeah. I think the $400 that we're paying to repair the furnace was, was the knowledge, was the education <laughs> that we earned. <laughs> we got our credit hours in furnace exactly. maintenance. Um, so yeah, I, it's going to be, I th- I'm positive that it's going to be a good year. We, good we've got some, some lofty goals, but I don't think they're unattainable goals. Um, but they're specific. Mm -hmm. They're They're measurable. They're attainable. They're They're realistic. Realistic and and time-based. Timeable. Relevant Relevant. and time-based. Yep. Those things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's it. So good times. Like us and follow us on Instagram. Force family fun time. All one word. All one word. Yeah. I don't I don't think we got anything else to plug. Yeah. Right give now. us a follow. Like, share with your friends. Yeah. If you like the podcast, the best way for a podcast to grow is when you're like, Hey, I like this podcast. Do you like podcasts? You should listen to this or one. Or if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Yeah. Or, you know, if you don't like us at all and you think that this whole thing is stupid, listen some more and see how much more you can hate us. And yeah. then And let us tell, know how much you hate us. Tell your friends how much you hate it. And then maybe they'll tell their friends how much they hate it. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a great circle of life. Circle of life. That's not how that song goes. It was close. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like us and follow us and shit. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> All right. Catch you next. Oh, we haven't got our macarons yet. 
Macarons? Macarons? Macarons. We haven't got them yet. We're supposed to get them Wednesday, the second one, because the first ones still aren't here. Okay, we'll let you know how those are. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>